And joining us with his analysis of what's playing itself out on the market scene is David Shapiro from SAS Fund Securities. David, always a pleasure and a good afternoon to you. Good afternoon, Thank you for being with us today, David. Maybe we can start off by just reflecting on the third quarter as we enter uh, the fourth quarter. What are we expecting to drive market sentiments uh, over this last stretch of the year? Sadly, the same old, same old story. Inflation, uh, concerns about whether we whether the world goes into a recession or not. That's so technical, you know. It's it's it's. But anyway, it still uh, dominates the conversation. So I, we, it's going to take time before we get out of this, and largely no, because the no one really understands where we are. I don't think anybody's got a grip of 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 what's happening and that's why it's so difficult to see clarity but uh uh we're going into the third quarter results season in the u.s that might give us some indication of uh whether there still is a bit of life in the you know in the uh in the market so yeah it's 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 not easy to negotiate yourself day by day as you see on our market you know up and down and up and down by the hour I mean, sticking with the, the U.S., uh, crisis averted this weekend uh, with that shutdown, uh, you know. But, I mean, it, it looks like issues are a little bit strained there, David. Not sure what to make of it. It also sounds like they've just kicked the can down the road. We might be in this exact position in November again. Yeah, you know, you've got the extremes at both ends, both on the left side of the Democrats, who seem to be have controlled that element uh, of the Democratic Party, but you've still got these wild people in the Republican Party, and uh, uh, it, it's causing a lot of issues. And you know, even now they're calling for, uh, you know, they're challenging McCarthy as uh, Speaker of the House, and I mean that's a big, big challenge. So it just shows you how uncertain, how difficult uh, things are in the U.S. And it does play; it plays in the economy, it plays on the emotions of people. It's uh, you know, no one seems to want to go for. So we've got to negotiate that. We've got six weeks now uh, before we, you know, before uh, this whole issue rises again. It's just crazy. It's mad, mad, toxic U.S. politics. <laughs> Completely agree with you. I must also ask you: uh, When we think about global inflation, are we concerned at all going into uh, Northern Hemisphere winter? Is this something mm. that's playing on market sentiments here? A year ago, we were certain this was a conversation worth having. We were certainly concerned. Um, uh, have worries, uh, you know, waned a little bit? I, they seem to have settled down a bit. You know, especially the gas issue in Europe. I think what is a problem now is demand for oil. And also you've got uh, the Saudis and, uh, you know, OPEC and Russia holding back production. So we're not quite sure what that, where that will go, um, you know, in a winter season. Mm. Oil, Nolu, you know, you know what? In, in the best of times, it's difficult to forecast commodities. You know, from day to day, they're all over the place. So it's very, very difficult to stick your neck out and know what's going to happen. But that the oil price does seem to be creeping up to, uh, you know, to that hundred level mark. I don't know whether it's going to, there's plenty of oil. It's just that the producers just don't want to release it, you know, for various reasons. So, um, it's, it's, it's a hard call, but the markets have kind of, you know, just, just accepted it. I don't think they really rattled by it. This is what we have to deal with every year. Got you. I'm also keen uh, to then speak about China because we've seen their uh, PMI come out uh, upbeat for the first time since Mm. April. Not sure what to make of that. It feels like uh, looking at commodity prices because tomorrow we could get news and it could go in the opposite direction, uh, David. 
We see, well, we see it in the, you know, you see it in, in, in prices, particularly iron ore, mm. which strangely enough is around about 120 mark, you know, having been 100. But if you talk to BHP, they still see it below 100. So it's hard. Again, we don't know what's happening in China. You know, we're all hoping that they are able to pull out of this downswing and get growth going back there again. But it seems to be very patchy and erratic. Uh, there, there, there are as many bulls on China as there are bears. So you can take your choice. You know, I'm, I'm hoping that it comes right more from the consumption side. In other words, that the Chinese go out and start spending on their LVMH bags again and, and going traveling on that. You know, that's what I'm hoping happens. Uh, you know, that, 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 it, that they do get this show back on. It's important for us as much as we like politics and as much as we like to, you know, go a G and uh, a, a attack them from a global perspective. It's very important that you have a steady and strong China. Uh, we all benefit, you know, regardless of what, you know, what, what, what people say. So, yeah, it does help us. You know, it helps the emerging markets. It helps the developed markets. So we all want to see strong, you know, the, the big economies be strong. Speaking about erratic instability, let's talk pick and pay, uh, because I'm not yeah. sure what happened here. <laughs> I'm not sure what happened here, David. I'm keen to get your insights. Hey, you don't even know who Sean Summers is. You're too young to remember him. A hundred percent. I think I was in grade 11 uh, when he stepped down as CEO. So I absolutely have no idea who Sean Summers is. Keen to get your thoughts here. What could possibly be happening with pick and pay? Well... Yeah, the fact that they have to go back to a man who left the group, I don't know, 15 odd years ago, however long it was, uh, just the market's taken that negatively. First of all, the numbers weren't good. So the market's saying, where are you going? You know, what is, what is this all about? Uh, particularly a man, you know, who's, who obviously knows the group, but when you bring him out of retirement, it's, uh, there are a lot of concerns. This is a long turnaround. No matter how we look at it, it's going to take a long, hard struggle to get them back. Uh, on When I say on their feet again, it's not like you can't buy anything in a pick and pay store, but to get them up, get their strategy going. And, and, and at this stage, we're not quite sure what it means. So I think that's why you've seen the market knock them 12%. You know, at the moment that they, they were on the boxer area, that's where they're going. Sorry, on the boxer track, you know, pick up that side of the market. There you need a lot of turnover at uh, reduced margins. Now, where are we going? You can't reverse that. So anyway, I think um, it, it's, you know, the market just shrugs and moves on. So I think, I think ShopRite, they seem to be the front runners, certainly in the grocery division. I must also ask you about the issue of bringing a Sean Summers back on. Of course, he was CEO from 1999 to 2007. South Africa, uh, between 2007 and 2023, are literally a tale of two cities. Uh, you literally yep. cannot uh, compare. I'm just wondering, uh, you know, if realistically speaking, it may have been better to get somebody who's well acquainted with what it means to be doing business in South Africa in this day and age. And I'm with you. <laughs> That's why I'm saying. I mean, I, I just shrug my shoulders and saying uh, it, it seems almost desperate that you've got to go bring back a man, you know, who retired 15 odd years ago. And you know what the problem is that it, it's very hard to get that same enthusiasm you have as a young person growing up in an organization, getting things going. You know, there's a different mental attitude, you know, and I don't think he's run out of money. You know, needs so I I I don't know what it is, 
Anyway, it makes a very good talking point. I've got nothing against him. Yeah. I don't mean it really. Mm -hmm. It's just that it's uh, it's just raised eyes, eyebrows and eyebrows, and one's got to say, okay, you know, what does this mean? Where are you going, pick and pay? Let us know for once and for all. Mm -hmm. you know, big name just seems to be drifting nowhere. We'll be watching this one very closely, David. I'm keen to get your stock, but before we do that, let's reflect on counters that have found favor with your industry peers. <laughs> You know, within the current environment, it makes a lot of sense to take more of sort of a quality skew. You want to be looking at uh, big companies that have got massive cash reserves, which would sort of leave them relatively more insulated in terms of the high interest rates. And then in addition to that, sort of within that context, the buzzword of AI is just not going away anytime soon. So for diversified exposure in that sector, my pick has got to be Alphabet. Uh, I think often enough people just think that it's really just the search engine, Google over there, but they're a big player in the quantum computing and AI space. So this is a great quality company, flush with cash, investing into the right themes and still room for massive growth, especially if they continue their investments, if they continued investments into AI sort of yield positive results. Now, it hasn't like come off as massively, well, it hasn't come off as substantially as some of the other counters, uh, but, you know, any sort of fall is an opportunity to, you know, increase your exposure to this company. If you don't have some already, perhaps this month will have given you a good entrance point. With the, the Northern Hemisphere going into, obviously, the winter months, uh, we have an, uh, oil prices where they are and gas prices. I think Exaro is a very good pick. Uh, I think coal is going to become very front and center going into the winter months in the Northern Hemisphere. And I think they're very well placed um, at the moment. And I think we've sorted out our issues at Transnet. We can now get, obviously, um, our commodities out there. I think Exaro will do well over the next few months. So I think if investors are looking for a counter to obviously um, get into this global energy trade, I think Exaro is a good one to buy. Well, David, Exaro and Alphabet, keen to get your thoughts on those counters. Yeah, I'm, I, look, I'm definitely an alphabet man. I'm big into AI, absolute junkie, you know, reading as much as I can. And the reason you read as much as you can is that they're publishing as much as they can. So I think it's it's bigger than everybody thinks. And there's a lot of spell, you know, there's a lot of spending going on in that area. And I think if you want my stock pick on Signia, uh, just uh, released that Fang AI. Uh, just look at it. I, it hasn't got, I can't find NVIDIA. I'm still trying to dig deep there. I love NVIDIA, but I mean, that's, it's a good enough proxy. Mm -hmm. So I'm using that as a local. If you want to, you know, you don't want to go offshore. You want, you want to do it locally. I think it's a great ETF. Xara, I don't know. It's, I, th I think the downside's probably less than the upside. Mm. That's the best thing I could say. But the volatility that we're going to see there, is difficult. They've got to get the act right. We've got to get the coal to harbour. You know, we've got to get Eskom right. We've got a lot of things that we have to do is right as well as that coal price. But I think we've had so much damage over the last year. Probably the next move is on the upside. But uh, I'm not a great coal. I, you know, dirty is your hands. I don't know. I don't like touching coal. <laughs> well, it's always a pleasure uh, catching up with you, David. Thank you for starting this week off with us. Your stock pick is uh, the Signa. Signa, it's an ETF looking at AI. Fang. Fang. SYG, SYG Fang or something. I don't know. Gotcha. You can look it up yourself. You know, yes. people are clever enough out there to know what I'm talking about. Got you. Got you. Thank you, David. Thank you for starting this week off for us. It's been an absolute pleasure. Have a great one. <laughs> that was your Midday Markets Update with David Shapiro from Sassman Securities.